from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? We've reached the Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Wesley Day, as you know it, of course. David Wesley will stop by today. But here we are. We're halfway through the weekend. Uh, the holiday is upon us. We're excited to uh, take a little break. So this will be our last show of the week. And it's all yours, uh, of course, via iTunes and the uh, two-team apps. And, of course, on your desktop at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. And certainly all of us here putting on the Black and Blue Report for you each day. Wish you a happy healthy and blessed Thanksgiving, that's for sure. So, And we're very thankful for all of you who have helped us make this uh, podcast a success. It's something that we wanted to do starting back in the summertime to have something very special and unique for Saints and Pelicans fans. And uh, with your listenership, uh, it's been able to continue. And we're also thankful for all the great guests that we get to talk about, uh, not only the Saints and the Pelicans, but sports in general, Major League sports, college sports, all of it. It's been really a true adventure for the us, and uh, we're very thankful for you being on the ride along the way. So with that, we'll get into our last show of the uh, of the week and get set for Thanksgiving, uh, and we'll take Friday off, and we'll be back with you again on Monday. And, boy, that'll be a big day as the Pelicans will be on the road, and, of course, while well, the football game will be the dominant news as the Saints get ready to take on the Seattle Seahawks in a highly anticipated showdown, not only for us and for Seattle, but for football fans across the NFL. That is for sure. Heartbreaking loss last night for the Pelicans. They've dropped two in a row now. That was a very difficult back-to-back, and I think probably, if I'm being honest with you, I was hoping for a split uh, in the games with the Spurs and the Warriors, but it just didn't happen. Eric Gordon had a great look last night in the left corner to win the game and, and miss the three ball. And so the Pelicans lost by one and now find themselves two games under 500. There is a very cool road trip coming up uh, in a lot of ways. It's, a, it's an annual trip east for us as we only get to play those teams one time on the road. Game on Friday against Philadelphia, Sunday against the Knicks, and then on Monday night, against the Chicago Bulls, who are still reeling a bit after the loss of Derrick Rose for the rest of the season. So it's realistic against those three teams. A good road trip would have the uh, Pelicans not only back to 500, but a winning record when they come home to face the Dallas Mavericks next week. So that's what lies ahead for the Pels. And, of course, the Saints go back to work tomorrow in earnest on a Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. That'll be the first full day of work for the Saints after a nice break as they get set for the Seattle Seahawks and that Monday night showdown on ESPN. Today we'll touch on both sports, uh, more so for the Pelicans. Uh, we'll touch on the NFL a touch uh, before they get started uh, working full go tomorrow. So we'll recap last night's uh, game against the Warriors and uh, where things stand with the Pelicans, of course, with David Wesley, as it is Wesley Day. He's up first. And uh, then we'll visit with Jen Hale. She's with the NFL on Fox. As it turns out, uh, Jen has covered extensively the uh, Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks, the next two opponents for the Saints. So I want to get her take on that 
And then we'll talk to our national NBA correspondent, uh, Mark Spears, who's with Yahoo Sports. He joins us here in New Orleans this time. He's back home to see family over the holiday. He caught the Pelicans and Warriors last night, and we got him in person, and we'll share that visit with you on today's Black and Blue Report uh, as well. And then when we wrap up the show in segment five today, uh, Daniel Sallerson's got a special treat for us. He and the Pelicans players will be discussing favorite Thanksgiving foods. How fitting. And we'll wrap up the show with that. So coming up next, we'll get right into Wesley Wednesday. Wesley Day, as we call it, with the television analyst on Fox Sports New Orleans, David Wesley, with you on the Black and Blue Report when we continue. Okay, you've just been told you have a serious heart issue. Congestive heart failure, a valve problem, a complex rhythm disorder. Now what? At Auctioner, we suggest you take a moment and do some research. When you do, you'll find Auctioner Medical Center has the only heart program in the region ranked among the nation's best by U.S. News & World Report. We routinely treat the most complex cases with revolutionary procedures such as surgical and non-surgical valve replacements and the total artificial heart. And we have the largest, most comprehensive program for treating arrhythmias in the Gulf South, offering options not available elsewhere in the region. At the end of the day, the most important thing to hear is... I just saw your test results, and they look great. No problems. Leading Edge Care. Just one more reason to choose an Auctioner-affiliated physician. For an appointment, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Well, we're taping Wesley Day on Wesley Day Eve, which is also known commonly around the free world as Tuesday. Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> Tuesday night to be exact after the Pelicans fall in a heartbreaker to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Dub, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family uh, here on Wesley Day, which is the eve of Thanksgiving around the free world as well. You know, happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you and your family who's standing here with you, some of them anyway. Yes, I know. We're actually, uh, the, the show today is being taped uh, amongst all parts of the city, including the loading dock here at New Orleans Arena. Um, so a rough two games. The, the back-to-back is not kind for the Pelicans as we start to talk about them here today. Uh, first, the, the blowout loss at San Antonio on Monday, and then the the loss to Golden State at home last night, snapping a three-game home winning streak. What was your, what was your takeaway when that thing finally ended last night? Well, I, I think that the the effort was good in spots. The play was good in spots. Uh, you know, if you listen to Coach Monty Williams' press conference, he said kind of the things that I, some of the things that probably you talked about, we talked about on the air. They made mistakes at the wrong time. They gave up the basket underneath, which cost them. And when you're dealing with a one-possession game, two-possession games, his words, all the my bads add up. Mm-hmm. And when you my bad, my bad, it's, sometimes it's not even the same guy, but if you get five different my bads, you're going to lose the close games. It's my bad, my bad, my bad, lack of focus, lack of focus, lack of focus? I don't – I don't. not necessarily. Sometimes it's it, maybe it's – not quick enough to where you know you should have been. Uh-huh. Sometimes it is a lack of focus. Sometimes it's just you got tricked. You know, um, these guys are young. They haven't been around the league. They don't know all the players as well as somebody that's been around six, seven, eight, nine years. And they're going to get tricked sometimes. And, and guys, you stand in front of a guy, you're not expecting him to shoot a 35-footer. But those guys do. And um, 
The under the basket play is the one that bothers me the most because that's not an NBA play. You guard that in high school. You guard that in college. You guard that all the way up through wherever you've been, you know not to let that come in, and they let that come in in a one-possession game. Yeah, in a one-possession game. I mean, you take that one away, and it's it's a done deal. It's it's really – this this has been such a streaky thing, and I guess we should have expected this with a with a young team like the Pelicans. You, you lose three, you win three. You lose two, now we're going to go east and play three more against probably three teams you'd beat. Heck, they're against Eastern Conference teams. And here are the Pelicans at six and eight. And, um, and yet – in the East, 12 of the 15 teams going into Tuesday night's play were under 500. That's amazing. Well, you got you got three teams that are struggling. Uh, the best being the six and nine, possibly the six and nine Philly team is probably the best team you're going to see. Uh, New York is really struggling. They're in a bad way, and then Chicago just lost their best player and is probably going to struggle by the time we get there. So, it's an opportunity to go out and get three wins and really get over the 500 mark and uh, you know the thing about it is you didn't like the way they played even though they lost the game to San Antonio you didn't like the way they played right tonight you liked it better and they still lost so build on what you've learned from those two games go out on the road and have a better road effort than you have in the in the past and and they really got to turn around their their road record it's easier for me and maybe just because I'm not I don't have a history in the game like you do but I almost I don't want to get into a panic, but I feel like at times what you thought was going to be a better start is like slipping away a little bit. Um, and I don't want to go crazy or anything like that. It's, it's hard for me to take it like you're saying, let's improve each game, let's take it one at a time and all that. Help me, help me get my arms back around that, that, that process. Well, you're, you're looking at a young team that really has a lot to figure out. A lot of new players they have to figure out. And together, it takes time. And where early we looked at the talent on the team in the summer when we talked we looked at the talent on the team and we expected okay this is an opportunity too well that didn't happen so now we're looking at the opportunity to now win three games on the road here so we win these three games on the road even if we go two and one then you come back home you get some more wins you're gonna have to dig your teeth into some of the better talent that's coming up as opposed to feasting on some of the, the teams that we thought weren't going to be as good. All right, understandable. Okay, so the Pelicans will practice uh, before they leave. They'll travel Thanksgiving night to Philadelphia. So right, whether Drew Holiday will say it or not, or anybody else inside that locker room, you know, are we on Drew Holiday watch for his return to Philadelphia for the first time on Friday night? I would think so. Uh, and and I, I think he handled them playing here really well. Mm -hmm. He didn't overdo it. He didn't come out gunning. He really kind of set the table, almost played a perfect game as, of sorts. And, and I expect, he, I, call his, I call his demeanor a, a quiet confidence. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really kind of, it's kind of a scary thing. He's not raising the roof or pushing it down. He's just going about business. And I expect a lot of the same going into Philly, and he still may have a monster night. I hope he does, because that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Good to see you. Happy holiday to you. Happy holiday to you. Right. And, and uh, on Wesley Day, um, I'll think of something special to do. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Bring, it, bring, in the big, bring in the big dogs. Put somebody else on here that's going to bring in the ratings. Well, that's you. you got to carry the load on Wednesday. Wesley oh, Day. I need somebody bigger than 
Oh, you got you got you got a nice special guest. I've heard. I've heard. Talking talking uh, Saints. Yeah. Is she she around yet? Do I? No, I haven't seen her. Okay. I haven't seen her, but she, she's around here somewhere. David's right. Jen Hale from the <laughs> NFL on Fox will be with us here on the Black and Blue Report right after this. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report, as promised and as uh, promoted by David Wesley in the prior segment. Jen Hale from the NFL on Fox is here with us on this Wednesday. Of course, you know Jen from Fox 8 New Orleans and from the uh, Fox Sports New Orleans broadcast of Pelicans basketball. But Jenna, first of all, happy Thanksgiving to you. Um, I hope that you all have a blessed holiday tomorrow. Um, I'm sure there will be some time, I hope, for thankfulness and eating before you run off to your next assignment. Absolutely. And if David Wesley's promoting me, should I be scared? No, no, no. He said that the star power had been raised on the show by your presence today. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's afraid I'm going to tell stories on him. <laughs> and if you'd like to, go right ahead. It's all good. All good stories. All right. I could ask you about goings-on in New Orleans. I could ask you about the Pelicans. But really, I want to zero in on your NFL on Fox duties because, um, as it turns out, your assignments with the NFL on Fox uh, have taken you through the next two opponents for the New Orleans Saints. They'll face Seattle on Monday, as everyone knows, and then on Sunday night primetime football on NBC the following weekend against the Carolina Panthers. You've seen both of those teams. These will be the marquee games over the next two weeks. So help us as Saints fans get ready for these next two opponents. I guess we should start with Seattle because that's who's up next. Yeah, two tough games for sure, Sean. And Seattle's for real. And the fact that it's in Seattle is a big bonus point in in the Seahawks favor um, I had my first game in Seattle two weeks ago so right before the Seattle right before the Seahawks bye week and I was really curious to hear how loud it is because I'd heard so many stories and I thought how loud can it really be so I would not say it's any louder than Death Valley at LSU or louder than the Dome but it is surprisingly loud for an outdoor stadium mm -hmm. and it's continuous uh, the Seahawks played the Vikings this game was over middle of the third quarter not a single fan left and they were screaming and cheering at the end of the fourth quarter like their team had just won the Super Bowl by one point so it's continuous and that's going to be an issue for Drew Brees and this offense to deal with the Seattle fans take great pride in triggering false starts and they're going to do their darndest because they know this game is for home field advantage could you could you have a conversation with somebody I'm, I'm trying to get a feel for it myself can can you talk in a huddle in that situation or is it so deafening that you have to be even so tight 
that it'd be hard to hear each other right next to each other. It would be hard to hear in a huddle. You could talk to the person next to you, mm -hmm. but the person three people down from you, there's going to be a lot of silent counts, um, a, a lot of hand signals. I'm curious if maybe they use signs. I've seen some teams mm -hmm. do that in Seattle. Um, because, yeah, it, it is a challenge. And they raise, they have a 12-man flag that they raise at the beginning of the game, kind of like the Saints Hudat chant. Mm -hmm. It just puts the crowd into a frenzy. They really uh, salute their fans all throughout the game. And I tell you what, a home field advantage to be outdoors in January in that Seattle weather, that would be big for the Seahawks and tough for the Saints. All right, so a win for the Saints would put them right there with the Seahawks to battle for home field advantage. A win for the Seahawks, obviously, gives them a, a touch of a cushion going down the stretch. When you look at the storylines as we roll into December and this meeting, I think we all are familiar with what's going on with the Saints, but as far as the Seahawks have been, you know, I know Russell Wilson. I know they've had some problems now with some guys getting in and out of trouble and whatnot, but, you know, what's front of mind for the Seahawks that we should be aware of? Uh, Russell Wilson is a great place to start. I really like this kid. <laughs> no Saints fans don't want to hear that, but he's a mini Drew Brees. He's a younger Drew Brees, and, in fact, Drew was the quarterback he looks up to the most. He spent a lot of this offseason studying tape of Drew and implementing what Drew does. Uh, he admires him, how he conducts his life, but when you look at body type, they're both very similar. They're both guys that the experts said are too short to be premier NFL quarterbacks. There's no way they're going to be able to see the field and see their receivers, and, and of course, Drew's proven that wrong, and Russell Wilson is well on his way. He's not afraid to throw the deep ball. He's going to take six or seven shots downfield every game, um, and, and they can be successful. They've got some weapons on that team. One thing that is in the Saints' favor, the Seattle secondary, the Legion of Boom, has been so legendary. And it will be a challenge for the Saints receivers, but they are now without two of their stars. Brandon Browner was out with a groin injury on an injured reserve anyway, uh, but he is now possibly facing a year suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. And his backup, Walter Thurman, is now on a four-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs. So Seattle signed Parrish Cox, a 26-year-old former San Francisco 49er, I still think that's going to be a tough secondary to play because they've got Richard Sherman, and that guy's so good. He's gotten bored lately, he told me, because quarterbacks won't throw his way. He has started falling down, pulling tricks to try to dupe the quarterback into throwing in his direction so he has a shot. So with Richard Sherman out there, you can never count anything out, but it certainly helps that Browner and Thurman aren't there. All right, they haven't faced Drew Brees yet. We'll keep that in <laughs> mind. It should be a great game on Monday night. Of course, we already know how the Saints have played in prime time. And uh, will that be enough to counter that home field advantage that Jen's talking about? Okay, so the following weekend is the other team that you've seen multiple times, and that's the Carolina Panthers. And I know Sean Payton would be mad if we were sitting here going past the next game, but <laughs> since you've seen both, I want to get to it. And, and the Saints will play Carolina twice here in the next month. The game to me is as equally as big as the Seattle game. And here's Carolina, who I wouldn't say quietly at this point because I think they've finally risen to – national prominence, but as you were seeing them, they were quietly building this win streak and sneaking up behind the Saints all this time. Yep, they've won seven in a row now, and they are certainly the hot team. What Saints fans could hope is that they have to have a letdown at some point, and maybe it'll be that game. Um, Cam Newton is different to me this year, Sean. I, I have covered him for three years in production meetings, and it really seems like a genuine change this time. He, he told me that he did a big self-scout and said, my attitude stinks, and I need to change it. I need to be a leader, I need to be more accountable, and I need to be more mature. And I believe him because of the results on the field and the way that he's conducting himself on the field. Now, um, I had them just this past week. 
in Miami against the Dolphins, and they came out really flat in the first half, extremely flat, but they were able to turn it on in the second half and really did some damage. They have a fierce defense. Luke Keekley, uh, he may be the best middle linebacker in the league. Uh, so Drew Brees and company are going to have to contend with that. I do think this Saints defense can be effective against Cam. Scrambling quarterback, he'll hurt you with his legs. He's not afraid to run, obviously. Uh, so something the Saints defense will have to keep in mind, but I do think they can be effective against him. I heard a story about Cam Newton, and, and it goes along the lines of what you were saying about the kind of the self-analysis. I heard someone, and you tell me if this is true or if you heard it, um, I heard someone showed him a video of him kind of put together a montage of his antics, for lack of a better word, and said, is this how you want to be portrayed? Is this how you want to show yourself? Did you did you hear anything about that when you were covering them in Carolina? I haven't, but I have okay. them again this weekend okay. against the Bucks, so I will ask him. Yeah, please do. I, it, it makes sense to some extent, but kind of what you had said earlier, doesn't it always take yourself to finally realize that maybe you're not going about things about the, the way you want to? You're 100% right because, let's face it, he's been told these things yeah. since he got to the league. He's had coaches in his ear telling him, you're approaching this all wrong. One thing I do think has made a difference, uh, Mike Shula, Mm -hmm. was promoted to offensive coordinator, and uh, Dorsey's come in as quarterback's coach. And these two guys are really tight, and Dorsey has had a great influence on him. They gel, they click, and Cam trusts him. So I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that that story's true, and I'm on it. I'm, I'm your reporter. I'll flush it out. Yeah, I'm glad you – and that's good stuff about Shula, too. You know, I, and again, I know it's a week out and it's dangerous to do this, but I, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Give me the storyline you think that will be – going into that Carolina game. What is it is it going to be it's this versus this or or how do you see that maybe shaking out? I think it's going to be the defense trying to contain a mobile Cam Newton. Uh, second tier, it's going to be talked about. Luke Keekley, that Carolina front, especially that front four, is really mean. I think Drew Brees and the offensive line will be fine. I think the key will be making Cam Newton one-dimensional. And when you look at the teams that have had success against the Panthers, they have succeeded in containing him, keeping him in the pocket, and making him only rely on his arm and not be able to use his legs. First things first, Saints got to take care of Seattle this weekend. I realize that. Where are you this weekend? Panthers. Panthers. Oh, there we months. go. See, that's, you, you just you just said that. That's I, it's okay. my apologies. That's all right. All right. So then that means that next week you'll have a full scouting report up to the minute on that Carolina Saints game. Wow, good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll let you know first. Did Fox do this on purpose? Did they? Did they know <laughs> that I that I needed you the next week? I think you made a call, didn't you? I didn't no. realize how much pull you have, Sean no, Kelly. No, I don't. And uh, they don't. They, apparently, I can't get connected to Los Angeles like that. But that's a whole other <laughs> story. Enjoying your work again this season. I hope that you're enjoying uh, all your duties here during the overlap. Oh, I love it. I have the best job in the world. It's awesome. That's Jen Hale with us on the Black and Blue Report, the official podcast of the New Orleans Saints and the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, wow, we've got we've got we've got a stable, don't we? First, David Wesley. Now, Jen Hale, and. Uh, She's got the next two opponents for us already teed up. When we come back, we'll go back toward the NBA and visit with what I like to call the Black and Blue Report National NBA Correspondent. That's Mark Spears. He actually works for Yahoo Sports, but I'm going to claim it as our own because he's back home in New Orleans, and we'll visit with him next. 
Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Make the holiday season extra special for your favorite sports fan by giving the gift of Pelicans Basketball. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Austin Steakhouse, is the perfect stocking stuffer. With packages starting as low as $45, you can choose any five games, including the Heat, Thunder, and Clippers. Plus, with every holiday plan purchase, you'll receive a free $25 Austin Steakhouse gift card. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your holiday plan today. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Well, I'd like to think he's the Black and Blue Report national correspondent for the NBA, but actually, okay. I am. I'm, I'm accepting the position you right are. now. Excellent. Um, Yahoo's going to lay claim to him as well, but look, we, we claim him here in New Orleans. He's our own. Mark Spears back with us on the Black and Blue Report. First of all, sir, welcome home and happy Thanksgiving. Man, I can't wait to get my mom's. Uh, crawfish at Tufay and my aunt's gumbo. It's going to be a, a good week. Can't right. wait till I got to work out before. I, I was going to say, has the eating begun? I mean, this is this I is did, like a sustained up. You know what? I, I forgot. I, I should give them a plug because they gave me a free workout today. Oh, they did. But I went to uh, French Riviera. Oh, okay. So you know I'm not making it up. All right. Worked out at French Riviera, and then so I didn't feel guilty when I got my bowl of shrimp today <laughs> that I ate with the salad. So I, I did good. So are you telling me my salt intake is up pretty high right now? But I think I did pretty good. Yeah, but you don't get that out in the Bay Area. You don't get that high salt content in the Bay Area. No, do you? no, and I'm not a fried food guy. So no, I just I leave it for here. This is it. This is no nowhere better for a cuisine. Well, it works out pretty good. You get to come home, see the family, eat very well, and catch the Pelicans for a game against Golden State, a team that you see often enough. Yeah. Um, is this your first eyeballs on Pelicans experience for the year? Have you been able to see some of it? Uh, just on television. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, living in Northern California, they haven't been through there yet, so I haven't seen them. But it's funny walking into the arena today, seeing all the changes, and I walked in what I thought was the home locker room, which I guess is now the visiting locker room, and uh, right. seems like they're doing big things, man, changing things up, putting more money in. And I'm happy to see that. I remember a couple years ago, after I left the Boston Globe to Yahoo, go to Yahoo, I was considering where to live. And I uh, talked to John DeShazer about it and some other people about it. And the big thing that kept me from coming back here and being around my parents and my family is I thought the team was going to leave. So to come back now, and it's a changed nickname, money behind it, uh, fans behind it, see it solidified. Um, uh, it's good to see. I was scared of basketball leaving here and now I'll never be scared about that again. Yeah, I think it's a good thing and, and maybe we can now maybe we can lure you back, huh? What well, you, you know, time's picking you and got to step up, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think they might give me a couple loaves of bread or something right now, but it, <laughs> that's going to be my retirement job. I'm going to work for the time's picking you to finish it off. Well, it's pretty special you're on the national level the, right now. Be the Negro Peter Finney in about 15 years. Oh, my goodness. I can only imagine I, what that would be I like. Can't, I can't hold that man's job. That's one of the greatest writers <laughs> of all, all time. 
He, uh, he's a treasure, that's for sure. Um, let me ask you this. Let's, let's kind of start 30,000 feet and work our way down. Mm -hmm. uh, the East, three teams above 500. Meanwhile, in the West, it seems like most anybody can almost and be everybody anybody. everybody thought the East was going to be so great. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get right. it. Um, is it. Is it really that far off? Are they really that different no, right now? They're, they're that bad. I mean, even with Derrick Rose being out, the Bulls are in the sixth spot in the East. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I wanted them to prove me wrong, but I had never been on the Nets bandwagon from the day they put the whole thing together. And, you know, you get an older Garnett, an older Pierce. Darren Williams been injured, and, you know, from what I hear, he needs to have a better attitude. Um, and I just, you know, Karolinko's getting older. I, I just, it, it kind of reminded me of that Lakers team with Peyton and, and Peyton and Carl Malone, although they made it to the finals, but I, this is a young man's game. And, and when you play, when teams like the Pelicans see you, they want to run. They want to run, 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 run. And them old guys aren't going to get back like that. They're talented in the half court, but then I think it's tougher to add a, a rookie coach who's never been there and done that before. That's a, that's a hard task for Jason Kidd. When Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson, who obviously coaching tonight, the team's had zero expectations. He has a team that is you know, expected to compete to go to the finals. So to me, it's just a whole bad puzzle all the way around. You know, Amari not getting healthy certainly hurts the Knicks. Rose, I actually picked Indiana to win it, the whole thing, actually. But You look good right now. Yeah. When you look at we're a month in um, at this point, is there a story or something bubbling around the league that, that you're noticing that no one else has talked about yet? Is there something that's about to emerge that, or maybe that there is something that's already emerged and we should be talking about it? Well, you know, the Portland Trailblazers are interesting. They would have two losses. Uh, they had a big win at Golden State the other day. Everybody's asking me, is Portland for real? Um, their defense is great. LaMarcus Aldridge is playing great. Obviously, they got Damon Lillard, rookie of the year, which probably bites Hornets slash Pelicans fans to hear that. But it was the it, right call. It is what yeah. it is. Um, I'm curious to see what they do next. You know, curious to see... And also, I think the Granger story is kind of off the beaten path. Nobody's talking about it. Uh, Granger still hasn't played. And when healthy, I'm wondering what he could do to maybe even lift Indiana even further. So those are a couple things. All right, let me leave you with one shot here. Does Ashik stick with the Rockets, or is he a goner, and how soon? Uh, December 15th, around uh, shortly between, I think, December 15th and the beginning of the year, He'll get moved. December 15th and is the time players are signing off season can be used in trades. So, you know, I think a lot of people I keep hearing, you already know what I'm going to say. I know what you're going to say. Am I allowed to say this on this station? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I you don't have a feel one way or the other, but yeah. I know what people are saying. Ryan Anderson for Asik. To me, I think it might help Houston more then it helps here. But I could see why, you know, not. I'm not saying Dell is banting this around, but why it will be something they would consider. But from what I've heard is that Pelicans don't seem too interested in it. In that deal? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, to yeah. me, though, I'm with you, though. I think that, I, I guess that my own personal opinion, that that that's not the but move to make. But you know what? This is the thing about Osik that could, he has a kicker. Something in his contract, somebody was telling me, 
where like he has like this 15 million payment that has to get made. There's something, and, and, and I might be off, I, I, I believe I'm right, but there's something in his contract that dramatically affects things. Wow. So, and that might keep somebody from being like, you know what, we want to do that. People are, you know, fiscally responsible in the NBA right now. So if it doesn't happen, that will be why. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Enjoy your visit nice home. Nice bow tie, You man. think? I, I appreciate Orange that. Orange with the polka dots? Polka dot. That's, that's sharp. I'm trying to follow your lead here. Every you time I me, see you, you're you looking me, good. You got me beat today. I, I got there, my beat. There's a me. first for everything. You know, once a year is cool. That's the Black and Blue Report <laughs> National NBA correspondent, Mark Spears. You ought to see the contract we drew up for him. Um, Yahoo, I'm telling you, watch out. We might have to compete. We won't tell him the number. There's a zero involved. <laughs> a big, giant yeah, zero. Maybe the only number yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. Good to see you, my friend. Always, man. Always a pleasure. Mark Spears with us from Yahoo Sports. Don't get mad at me if I don't say that. Our guest on Black and Blue Report this Wednesday. Back in a moment. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Does your boss know you're listening? If not, turn it up louder. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Don't forget, you can follow the show on Twitter at Black Blue Report. And uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Sean Kelly Live. S-E-A-N-K-E-L-L-E-Y Live. And I'll be uh, tweeting throughout the upcoming Pelicans road trip. And uh, when I'm back with the Saints next week with John DeShazer, I'll be talking about the black and gold as well. Before we get out of here on this uh, pre-Thanksgiving show, uh, Daniel Salerson put together a nice piece with the Pelicans players talking about Thanksgiving foods. Daniel? Thanksgiving, a holiday filled with family, friends, and tons of food. The Pelicans will travel to Philly during Thanksgiving, but that didn't stop them from telling me their favorite food to eat on Turkey Day. Ryan Anderson couldn't narrow it down to just one food. My favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving is everything. I like the turkey with the, you know what actually I like? I like to have the turkey, the gravy, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, the cranberry sauce, the vegetables, kind of all sort of mashed up into one thing. Uh, it might sound gross, but that's kind of like heaven for me. Same goes for Tyreek Evans. Favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving is everything. I like the whole dish my mom makes. <laughs> Point guard Drew Holiday didn't say the word everything, but he pretty much eats everything on Thanksgiving. So there's ham, mac and cheese, obviously collard greens. You got to throw that in there. Uh, mashed potato, the the creamy garlic mashed potatoes. Uh, top that off with peach cobbler and ice cream. 
Jason Smith knows how to pick only one favorite food. Favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving would definitely have to be stuffing. Greg Steensma goes right for the dessert. Favorite thing to eat is, is probably the pumpkin pie. Uh, trying to eat too much of it, but definitely got to save room for that at the end of the day. You normally don't eat this by itself, but Brian Roberts likes this every year. I would say dressing, definitely. He's not the only one that likes dressing. At least Anthony Morrow gives us something to put it on. Dressing, my mom's my mom's dressing, my dad's fried turkey. Alfredo Camino is very picky about his cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. With no, but not the cran, not the whole cranberries in them. Austin Rivers with a very wordy description of his favorite Thanksgiving food. Sweet potatoes. So does anyone like to eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Eric Gordon and Jeff Withy go into great detail about eating turkey on Thanksgiving. Can't beat turkey. Uh, turkey. Okay, maybe they didn't go into great detail. But I do know these guys love a good Thanksgiving meal. From the Pelicans organization, we'd like to wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. I want to thank Daniel Sowerson, of course. He's producer Dan, if you haven't figured that out already. He's the, uh, he's the main force uh, behind the scenes for the Black and Blue Report, and we thank him for that feature regarding Thanksgiving. We're all in the spirit. We're ready to go. I uh, hope you have a blessed and happy and healthy Thanksgiving tomorrow. Our thanks to David Wesley and Jen Hale. Mark Spears, too, for joining us on this Wednesday. Pelicans basketball comes your way 7 Central on the radio on Friday night. Coverage also on Fox Sports New Orleans. Tomorrow, starting tomorrow, I should say, full coverage again on NewOrleansSaints.com of the Saints preparing for the Seattle Seahawks in that game on Monday night. Black and Blue Report returns on Monday. Coming your way from a Studio B on Monday from Chicago and Seattle, too, starting at noon central. So we have a busy weekend ahead of us, and we'll have a complete recap for you on Monday, and we'll have uh, bits and pieces for you throughout as the Pelicans have that road trip and the Saints are preparing for Seattle. All right, with that being said, time to shut her down here in Studio B for this edition of the Black and Blue Report and for Daniel Salerson and all involved in the show. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Go Saints. Go Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly, and so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. 